Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Sky Blue. Thanks for joining us today, Sky. So, uh, Sky, I'm really excited to have you on the show tonight. Um, I know you're going to be up on the upcoming event that I'm sponsoring uh, at GCW, so I'm, I'm really excited to see your match at that uh, that event against Roxy. So it should be a banger. Um, so let's get to these uh, questions. So I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, so I apologize. But um, what inspired you to become a professional wrestler? Um, okay, so my parents loved wrestling, so I always, like, grew up with them watching it in the background. And I like when I was younger, I never understood it. I was like, why are they hitting each other with chairs? I'd be like so confused. <laughs> and uh, the one day I watched it with my mom, I watched an entire episode of Raw and I was like, hmm, I kind of want to do that. And then I just, I, but I didn't like the divas back then because I was, I think I was in middle school, something or somewhere around there. Um, and I was like, but I, I hated like what they were doing with the divas. I was like, no, I want to be one of the guys. I want to be one of the guys. So just like, I think the, and then, like, everybody doubted it. My parents were like, no, you're not going to do that. I was like, oh, no, I got to prove you wrong kind of thing. Yeah, it's funny because, like, a lot of people, like, you know, kind of had that impression, you know, back in the day, if they're, like, their daughter wanted to be a wrestler, like, oh, I don't want them to do this because, you know, the divas are back in the attitude era when it was more like a sexual kind of thing versus, like, an actual competitor. But now things have changed a lot. So now that, um, you know, wrestling, women's wrestling has really, you know, it's taken a big step within the last few years. And it's like main event in WrestleMania. You're seeing it, you know, main event, multiple cards and stuff like that. Like, what does like your family and all think now that you're a wrestler with the change of the atmosphere in wrestling and all? Well, my mom absolutely loves it. She will come to any show as long as it's not far away. Um, she loves it. She'll, like, she'll take pictures. She gets excited about it. Uh, my dad is, he's eh, about it, especially when I wrestle guys. He's like, you're going to get hurt because I have, like I have gotten hurt before. Everybody does. Um, so he's like on the fence about it, but my mom loves it. So that's what's important to me. So speaking of, like, wrestling guys, like, what is your opinion on, like, intergender wrestling? I know some people it's very controversial and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Um, so I absolutely love intergender wrestling because um, when I first started at my uh, – I started the original company. Um, I was the only female, so I only wrestled guys. And I was always trained, you know, you're not – there's no, like, girls and guys. It's just, like, you're all wrestlers. So just you train the same. Um, so I absolutely love intergender because I did it for, like, three straight years. Um and I'm, even now, I'm still the only female where I train, so I'm just so used to it. it I love it. And it's, as long as you tell the story right, in my opinion, it doesn't look phony. Um, you know, if I were to pick up a 300-pound dude, you know, that would look extremely funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a certain way to go about it, and I think you just have to go about it right. So that being said, like, this is something that actually just came to mind. Um, how much of a difference do you have to prepare and go about your match when you're wrestling a male versus a female? Because obviously men are traditionally bigger, stronger, so I feel like they have to be more careful with you versus another male, you know, kind of thing. So how is that like? Um, normally I just, like, if there's something I'm uncomfortable with, um, I will ask, like, go over it just, like, to be safe and sorry. Um, but normally with guys, it's just like, oh, yeah, we'll toss you around this way. We'll catch you, we'll catch you out of this because, like, you know, size difference. But whereas – um, with females, if they're like similar size, it's like um, how to make it look realistic and how to do your stuff. But like, if there's like a similar, you know, if there's no size difference, if we're like the same size, you have to make it look um, and keep everybody safe type thing. 
Exactly, because like when I when I do see intergender matches, I usually like it, it. Usually is around the same size. Like you'll never see like a Brock Lesnar versus Alexa Bliss kind of you know exactly. size difference kind of thing and all that. But I've seen some women really take some like really big bumps from men. Like I remember seeing Candice LeRae back in the day doing some crazy things when she was on the Indies and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you do see it, but I, I definitely you know you have to be very cautious because like I like you said there is like a size difference and stuff like that and if there were an accident in the ring and I think you know society would take it a little bit different you know how dare they let this happen mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and I think also like when fans see it too like they don't like we all know we're putting our bodies at risk and stuff and it's like they just see it from like an outside perspective not like what we see going in and what we know kind of thing like accidents happen it's it's inevitable <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It happens whether it's male versus male, female versus female. That's just how it is in wrestling and all. It's just, um, you know, just like just like I said, society will kind of sometimes look at it a little bit differently and stuff like that. And um, but every female wrestler that I've ever talked to about it seems to really love it, and I like it too because it's not just different, but it's showing that they women and men can be at the same level and. Because that's what wrestling is, is entertainment. Like, you know, we want to be entertained. We want to see a great back and forth match. And when I, the first time I, the first time I'd ever seen like intergender was on uh, Lucha Underground. It was on um, Sexy Star. She was out there like kicking the men's ass all the time. Like, this is so cool. Like, it's different. And ever since then, you know, I just, I just, I love it. But yeah, I, I really, you know, loved her. You know, I, I don't think she wrestles anymore. But yeah, I was really loving when I saw her wrestle. I remember watching Lucha Underground. I would just be like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. <laughs> and then yeah, I started doing I, Lucha. I don't think it's on Netflix anymore because that's where I was watching it at. But um, it was really good. Yeah. It's it's somewhere you gotta like dig for. I've seen like clips on YouTube and something. Yeah, some promotions you have to really dig or find other oh, ways yeah. to watch, like Ring of Honor, for example. Like it just doesn't come on at a set time every week and stuff like that on TV. So now my next question. So tell me a little bit about your character in the ring. Like what inspired that and everything? Um, I don't know. So like, I don't, I'm just kind of like me times a thousand. Like the, cause like in, I'm, I, uh, when I was younger, I used to be extremely shy. Like I would be terrified to like even do this when I was younger. Um, I went to private school when I was, um, from pre-K to grade school just because I was terrified of crowds, like, deathly terrified. Like, I would hide behind my mother in a grocery store, like, clinging to her leg just because, like, crowds terrified me. So then, um, as I got older and, you know, I went to public high school, like, I got out of that. Um, but, like, I'm still, like, I would consider myself a shy person. I'm not going to, like, I don't know, not, like, how do you say it? The, like, life of the party, if that makes sense. Like, that's, yeah. I'm, like, the person that finds a corner and will just chill in the corner. So I think, like, my uh, character would just be, like, me times a thousand that's, like, not shy, and it's just, like, here I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean, because I'm also very shy, and I know it may come to the surprise, like, I run a podcast, and I'm interviewing, you know, wrestlers all the time, but it just, I feel like, you know, if you're in that right environment, it really brings, you know, something out, like, I used to play baseball growing up, as shy as I was, like, I pitched a lot, and when you're a pitcher, all eyes are on you, when, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever ending you're in. And, and it's just like the confidence I had, you know, cause I was doing something I, I really was passionate about. So, you know, I can see the same for you. You're really passionate about wrestling. Like you're in that, you're happy place, I guess. You, the best yeah. But yeah, I totally get what you mean. So um, yeah, that's like the great thing about like being passionate about something wrestling, you know, as an example, like it can, um, 
it, it can really help you overcome a lot of your fear yeah. and stuff like that. It's not fun being shy. Like, it, it sucks. Like, <laughs> like, I know that feeling when you really want to be a part of this group. You want to associate with someone, but you just can't pull it out of it. The little it. voice in the back of your head tells you not to. Yep. Exactly. No, no, no. Yeah. But, uh, They're going to judge you. They're going to say this. They're going to say, yeah. Exactly. Oh, when the, when the private school that I used to go to found out that, like, I do wrestling, they're like, you, you do what? And then, like, uh, um, the people that would come to my matches while I was still friends with them, they would, like, show the old teachers, and they're like, she's wearing shorts and a crop top. What is she, what is she do? There's people paint, like, and they're, like, completely didn't, you know, because it's a private school, yeah. completely didn't understand, kicked me out and everything. I was just like, oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I know private schools are really, um, like, strict. Uh, I had uh, a friend, his younger brother, went to a private school, and, and anytime we would, like, party and all when I was younger, we would always, of course, take pictures and post it online and stuff like that. He would make sure he was never in the pictures because if someone called him, they would kick him out. So um, I have to ask, how old were you when you started training? I was a junior in high school, so I was just turning 17. Wow. I thought, I mean, maybe it's different in every state, but it, don't you have to be 18 at some schools or how's that work? Uh, so I started at a place. Um, I'm no longer there. Um, but basically they told me as long as my mother was there and she approved that it was fine. Um, so my mom came to every practice with me, every show and was, she like never left my side really. Um, and then once I turned 18, it was like, they were like, okay, it's fine. Um, but now that I'm at where I'm at now, I did have to like sign papers and um, all, all that stuff, you know, like the, what do you call it? Contra not contract. That, um, I know you're talking about, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It makes sense. Kind of like getting a, like, like a piercing or a tattoo. If you're under 18, you got to have yeah, the yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. So um, now I really want to know about your wrestling style. Like, tell me about your wrestling style. What made you choose that style and everything? Um, so I was, I'm always like, I feel like 90% of the time I'm always a smaller person. The only time I think I have been taller was against, um, Heather. Heather, what is her last name? The Heather Monroe? No, no, no. The, um, the shorter girl. Why can I not think of it? This is awesome. <laughs> I wrestle her all the time. It'll come to me. But she's like really small. She's from Iowa, I think. I think, but she's, so like, normally I'm always a smaller person, so I'm so used to like the head scissors, the ranas, um, I did start training lucha a couple years ago, or one or, yeah, uh, like a year ago, so I started incorporating like just some of that stuff, because it's very easy to like, what I think is very easy to pull the cool stuff from lucha and put it into American, whereas in trying to go from lucha into American is super difficult, um, but yeah, I like to chain a lot, too, because um, I did gymnastics for a couple years when I was younger, so I like to, like, kind of, like, just take what I can and make it into wrestling just to make it different, um, just so you stand out. So how long were you in your wrestling career or training before you started, like, adapting to the, the lucha style? I was three and a half years in. Um, I didn't start lucha until I left the first company and started with the second one. Because um, they trained at the same facility just on different days. So then I just started doing lucha with them. Yeah, I really like the lucha style. Like, you, 
I feel like you, at least in like WWE, you don't really see a lot from the women, but you see a lot, you know, like the Rey Mysterio <laughs> and stuff like that. I really think it's really exciting. And also how long did it really take you to actually get used to that style? Forever. Especially <laughs> <laughs> because I don't speak Spanish. So I was very just trying to like connect the words with what they were doing. It just wasn't working. The brain was not cooperating during that process. And um, everything we do is on the left and everything they do is on the right. So it was just completely inside out backwards. So it did take a little while getting used to, but like then once you have it, it's like kind of like in the back pocket type thing. Um, but it, it took forever. <laughs> like the, the arm drags are something I was like, okay, it's just a different arm. And then when you're locking up the other way or you're in a headlock on the other side, you're like, this feels wrong. What am I doing? Like. So I, I I have to ask too. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I know like when it comes to lucha wrestling, a lot of the wrestlers like to wear like the mask and all. Do you know like the meaning behind that? Um, not fully. I just know it's a big deal if they take it off. Um, they've probably explained it to me and just ran over the head because it wasn't in English. Um, but um, I know because they wanted, they had mentioned it was an idea thrown out that they wanted me to wear one. And I just, I don't think I could do it. Um, just because I feel like I would panic with, like, something on my face. And then if it moved, and then I can't. I've heard so many horror stories of the mask moves, and you're just running the ropes blind, and I, mm -mm, I won't do that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it would kind of make it a little bit harder to see, too. Because oh, yeah. like, obviously, like, everywhere Halloween mask, it does kind of make the vision a little bit more difficult. So I, I, I think it is, like, that's over the eyelids. Mm-hmm something whatever it is but yeah like you said like if it moves like a certain way and, and oh, yeah. you know you can't really see that well it can be a you know definitely a danger in the ring for you and the person that you know you're competing against too so I can understand how that could be scary and everything like that I don't really see I, many women do it I know like uh Io Shirai used to come out with her entrance wearing it yeah, but she yeah. never actually wore it <laughs> so it's not something you see very often I mean going back to sexy star she had somewhat of like a mask on but, <laughs> wasn't know, like yeah it wasn't so now um, my next question. So tell me a little bit about your experience um, working with GCW. Um, tell me a little bit about that promotion and then also your upcoming match with Roxy. That was, I think, the most one of the most fun matches or ma ma multiple matches that I've had um, this year um, next to when I wrestled Kylie. Um, I didn't expect to be able to have like the three matches. I just, you know, when I um, was originally reached out, it was – um, some it was high on and then the one day it was I think it was the day before Thanksgiving Jeremy messaged me he's like hey uh, so your match got changed again I was like okay is it still happening he's like oh yeah it's happening I was like okay and I'm just like wait you see the bubbles typing and like the the, the wheels were turning I'm like um he's like so uh, you're wrestling this chick um, I think she's something about a knockout champion you know Deanna Perrazzo and I was bouncing up and down like a little kid like I I was actually out of town, so I FaceTimed my mom, and I was, like, jumping up and down. She's like, what are you doing? Like, she was freaking out once I told her. I was I was beyond over the moon. I couldn't. I was like, I'm wrestling who? What? Like, bucket this check. Like, there we go. Yeah, and, like, the crazy thing is you didn't just compete against her. You beat her, too, which what? is like a really big deal. So how did it feel, you know, beating the Knockouts champion? I, I, I was on cloud nine that entire day. And I just, 
it's you know it still doesn't sink in like because then I go see that match and I like I'll watch it on the title match on YouTube and then I just see like it's like, like over one hundred fifty thousand views and it's just like oh my god that's me like I was like I was just in Florida at the beginning of this month wearing shorts in December like just chilling and then rest it was it was insane like it was it was the opportunity of like this year I think like definitely. So do you feel like ever since that event that you've noticed like maybe like a bump in like the social media following and stuff like that? Cause you know, obviously you get a lot of attention and I'm assuming you get a lot of followers and like maybe like a lot of podcasts or, you know, reaching out to you, stuff like that. Oh, definitely. I got a lot of followers. Um, a lot of, um, I will say out there fan pages made some clips that were very um, out there. Um, but I mean, it happens. I'm, it's whatever. But definitely, um, that was like my first time even um, traveling that far to the furthest I had gone before that was Tennessee. Um, and I'm from Chicago. So like, they were like, Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll fly you. And I was like, I gotta get on a plane. Like, what? Like, I haven't done that since eighth grade. <laughs> like, I don't know how to walk through TSA. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was it was it was a huge opportunity. I'm like, so thankful for it. Jeremy is amazing. Like, I love I'm I, and it was just like the atmosphere too like just everybody was so nice and they were like so open and it was like if you had an idea they were like yeah just you know pitch it and then everybody like worked together and collaborated and it was like awesome yeah they seem really awesome I mean I've been in touch with Jeremy ever since I sponsored their event back in September he's like a really cool guy he's not one of those, you know, promotions who, like, forgets about you, too. Like, you know, you know, most, you know, promotions, you sponsor them, and then after that, it's kind of like, you know, they forget about you, but, like, he really, like, kept in contact, and it wasn't, like, him trying to get me to sponsor him. He was just, like, he's just a really cool guy, and it is on my bucket list to make a trip up there to go to one of their events. Um, I'm going to wait till after COVID, you know, to do any, like, big trips, obviously, but that, that, is, that is the good thing about them being in Florida, because they could still do, like, outdoor or events and stuff like that because the weather's nice you know like where I'm from here in Maryland it's cold you can't do anything outdoors even in the summertime they didn't do anything outdoors me and my wife had to travel to New Jersey to go watch wrestling you know live so not everywhere does it but um so ever since COVID and all I'm assuming you had like a that's a pretty you know long time period where you weren't able to wrestle but like getting back into things and obviously tell me about you know the change you know ever since you've started wrestling with COVID you know obviously the mass not as many people in the crowd you know how do you kind of like what is your mindset and how do you like get prepared for that well it was it was definitely different um I didn't know what to expect at first because like at first we started doing um outside shows so we still had like a decent amount um before like I don't know what we call it the second lockdown not lockdown but like half lockdown up here um so, like, in the summer, it was, like, we could still have, like, a decent amount of people, um, at least for my home promotion. But um, I remember the first one that I did, um, like, after the big COVID lockdown was for Zero One. And they said it was just a studio taping, so there would be no audience. I was, like, what do you, what? So, I, was, I thought there's just going to be nobody. It's going to be silent. I was so confused. I was, like, how, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> I was very confused. But they, they put workers in the crowd um, and family members, so it seemed, like, a little more normal than... But it was definitely a lot to adjust to just because it's like, you know, there's no loud noises to like cover talking or if there was or, you know, um, it's just way different. A lot of, a lot of, not empty seats, but you know, because everybody's spaced and it just, it looks different. So then when you walk out, you're like, huh? Like you can't high five people. You can't, but yeah. 
Exactly. Like when um we went to our first event in July, that was the first time since, you know, like everything started, you know, getting back together and um there was like maybe like three wrestlers doing like merch tables. Tip, you know, then when we went again in um, September, there was a lot more people, but, you know, a lot of the wrestlers, you know, weren't either taking pictures or if you did take a picture with them, you had the mask on, stuff like that. So it was definitely really different. And it was, you know, it, it was still kind of weird doing everything outdoors, too, because, you know, intermission is traditionally when, you know, all the merch tables and, you know, meet and greets and stuff like that go on and, um doing it at dark time was like really weird like the pictures kind of you know weren't the best with you know it being dark out and it a lot of the wrestlers you had to like shine your flash on your phone so they could see what they were autographing and stuff like that so it was definitely different um i do miss you know everything being the way it used to be and hopefully because we have that vaccine now so hopefully we can get things <laughs> together but um, that's what up here that's what we're hoping just because like there's snow on the ground today and it's just like sloppy and gross and it's like we're just all waiting we're like well now we have to wait till it's nice out to do anything because Chica chicago's pretty strict mm -hmm. i've been to and chicago once when i was like 13 um my dad's a big chicago bear fan so we went there and watched one of the football games so that was it was um i think it was soldier field before they closed down i don't know if you're a football <laughs> fan but yeah, because I'm a big Minnesota fan, so it, we're like rivals and stuff like that. But that was a fun trip. It's, it's really nice down there in Chicago. Really cold though in the wintertime. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, I went outside this morning. I was like, nope, three more coats. Okay, a couple more layers. <laughs> I hate the cold. Yeah, I don't mind it too. I'm like, I I don't like being sweaty. That's kind of like a thing for me. But at the same time, it, it, being cold doesn't suck as long as you have like blankets or something like that. But you know. I could tolerate it. So next questions, I got two more left for you. Um, now this one is non-wrestling related. So what about you that is non-wrestling related that you would want fans to know about you, like any hobbies or stuff like that? Hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> um, shit, I don't know if I have hobbies I mean, anymore. <laughs> I trade so often, I don't know if I have, well, um, Okay, here's a goofy one. Um, when I was younger, like, because I was so shy, you know, I, nobody ever imagined I'd be doing this. I used to do um, wildlife photography. And um, so I would, like, volunteer at a rehabilitation center. And um, I would, like, get to work with all the animals, you know, make their food, feed them, and all that stuff. But then um, they would let me go in the back and, like, take pictures of the animals and get, like... So that's what I would do before I found wrestling. Um, now my mom takes the cameras and takes pictures of the matches and whatnot. And she's just like, yes, this is my hobby now. I'm not sharing. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I don't know. I just, I wrestle. I want, I think I'm just so like goal driven. Like I want the wrestling so bad that sometimes like the brain doesn't shut off and it's just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Like I'll be at home just like writing out a match. Like, like the Roxy one. I have so many ideas for things I want to do with her. <laughs> I can definitely relate with that one because, you know, for me, it's I go to work and then I come home and I'm doing something podcast related, whether I'm recording or, you know, usually like on my days off, I'll go out in the living room and I'll put wrestling on on the TV and I'll have like, I have my little book. I, I, I'm really organized and OCD with everything. So I have my little book. I have all my upcoming interviews, the times and what wrestlers I'm featuring, you know, the upcoming months. I start kind of 
I, I like to plan a month ahead. Like I'll start looking, okay, what wrestlers I want to reach out for the next month okay. and stuff like that. And it's funny because, you know, like I mentioned too, I'm really shy when people at my work find out that I run this podcast and I do all this stuff. They all get like really excited. Well, you run a podcast, da, 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 da. like, you know, I, yeah. I didn't see that, you know, cause I'm like the quiet guy and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I definitely can relate with that one. Now, final question. Um, now, for 2021, I'm sure you have a lot of goals. So, um, what are some of your top wrestling goals? Where do you want to be by the end of the year? Um, definitely want to traveling with wrestling a lot more. Um, it would be eventually, you know, the whole book. You know, everybody wants to hit all 50 states. Um, I just want to travel more. I want to wrestle as much as I can, as much as the body will allow. Um, I would like to make it one day. Like, I want to work for TV one day. This is, like, what I want to do with my life. I just don't see myself doing anything else. I just, like, I, once I found this, it's, like, I feel like I found myself through wrestling. Like, I've come out of my shell. I've, like, you know, some of the fears have definitely, like, gone away. The confidence has gone up with this. So, I just, I definitely want to do this. I just, I want to, like, not take my time, but, like, um, wait for the right, no, 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 what am I trying? I'm horrible at words sometimes. I'm sorry. Um, what is it like? Good things come to those who wait, kind of thing. You know, like I don't want to push if I don't if I'm not ready. But like, you know, you see, I I watch a lot of dark and I watch a lot of NXT, and it's just like you just watch and you're just like, okay, one day, one day at a time, you're gonna slowly get there, kind of thing. So, like, with, like, being on TV and stuff like that, I know for, like, the longest time it was really WWE or nothing really else. Um, yes. Impact has always been there, but it seemed like that was kind of, like, not really a goal for a lot of people because, you know, Impact was only so popular. But with AEW coming along, it seems like a lot of wrestlers, they want to be with AEW and not WWE. So what's, like, where are you at? Like, would you go to WWE? Would you go to AEW? Like, I don't know. I have... I think there's pros, uh, pros and cons for both. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like I just want to have the freedom to kind of like, if I want to like try something with a gimmick or if I want to try something with a character or like mo a different moveset, I want to be able to like be given the opportunity to try and implement it. Um, just because like everybody's, even with females, there's so many of us. Even with guys, too, there's so many of us, and we're all fighting for X many spots. You know, because, like, once one person's out, then it's, oh, there's one open, oh, there's one open kind of thing. So, I don't know. I'm not – I don't have my heart set on one. You know, it's just kind of whatever seems like the better opportunity, I think. Um, somebody that allows intergender would be nice, though, so. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that in AEW. Um, yeah, but I know Impact was doing it for a while. Um, yeah, they were. Every promotion's different. Like you said, they all have their pros and cons when it comes to, you know, your character and how much creative control you have, how much you could do outside of the promotion, um, how much you're actually dedicating to that promotion because some promotions you have to be there and do more and stuff like that and then there's also the financial aspect i don't know who pays more out of AEW and wwe i mean i've heard good yeah, financially for both of them so like you said it's just whatever's the better opportunity for you um it may be wwe it may be AEW. you may wrestle for both one day like you know you really don't know because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the 
Split the time. Exactly. And, like, because the, the one cool thing about AEW is they have AEW Dark where you can get, like, a taste of, you know, what they yeah. do there without actually signing that paper and being stuck with them, too. So it's, like, if it's not for you, they, you know, WWE, they really don't do that. I mean, they, they do those, like, kind of, like, um, local talent matches here oh, and there, but it's usually, the like, yeah, the house shows. Oh, when they, when they have the and you would be surprised too, like a lot of people don't know like how big of an opportunity that could be for someone because oh. um, one of the wrestlers I've had on the show, she actually competed on SmackDown once and she told me like after that, everything blew up on her social media. People somehow found her on her personal Facebook and podcasts were reaching out to her like crazy. So it, it like that 30 second squash match, you know, can really lead to like a lot of opportunity. So um that's it's always yeah exactly you know, sometimes that's what you need yeah i mean you just get your name out there and then you can really go out there and show the world what you can do you know well it's so when i started this is like totally out, well kind of on topic um when i first started at the first promotion so i was there for three years i wrestled the same place same person every saturday it was you know and you were stuck you were not allowed to go work anywhere else so then once I finally left and I started with Steve Oz at CSW, um, he was like, yeah, you can go here, you can go there. We'll just let me know. I'll tell you if it's good or not and have at it, kid. And I'm like, what? And it's just like, so what, and then I, it sounds so super nerdy, but I like kept track of like everywhere I got to go within the, I like, I capped it a year, like from the, when I started to the year later and it was like 20 promotions and it's just like and then you like learn from so many different people like the different people you work the different promoters well everything's done and it's just like I learned so much and I like I felt like I saw a whole new world of wrestling once I like got to like travel a bit and like just learn exactly because every promotion is different I've learned that you know I've only, I've been to let me see one two three different wrestling promotions um I, I only travel so far unfortunately but they all are different they all have a different feel and stuff like that and i think that's really awesome too because you can as a fan or a wrestler you can experience you know like a different crowd different environment different man okay. stuff like that um and good or bad you know it's a, it, it's an experience that you learn about um i have a friend um, she wrestles for a promotion you know locally here she she said like um because you said that when you started, you couldn't go anywhere else. She said that, like, they don't, if you actually go through their training school and all, they don't want you to go anywhere else early in your career. They want you to kind of develop more. It's it's more so because their name is glued to you because you trained so they somewhere and look bad. But after you, after you get to, like, a certain point, you can, but it's they still kind of, like, would like you to tell them in advance, not just yeah. kind of do it and stuff like that. But... Yeah, situations like that make sense, but I, I do like, you know, when you have your own freedom to go and yeah. do whatever you want, because that's kind of how you get your name out there. If you're kind of just stuck in one place, you're only going to be known by so many people, because, you know, a lot, and it, it's a little bit different nowadays, too, with streaming and stuff like that, social media, but, like, if you don't live in a certain area, you're not going to know about like a certain promotion. And if there's a wrestler who only really wrestles for that promotion, you're not really going to know about them. But um, like I mentioned, like technology, you know, with all the streaming, the title match network, like you mentioned earlier, um, you That's can learn about a lot of different wrestlers. Like there's so many wrestlers I've seen wrestle a lot and I've never seen them wrestle in person because they don't come down to the area that I, you know, live in. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, that's also like a really cool thing. 
Oh, yeah. The streaming is crazy. I started um, a couple shows that I started doing. They're like, yeah, we live stream. So there's a camera here, here, sell these ones. And I'm like, we got to do what? Like, I was so not used to it. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? You got to, what? And, like, looking for the certain cameras. And it's definitely something to, like, um, adapt to, especially when you're not used to, if you're just used to, like, hard cam here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because I know it's about, like, the camera angles and your entrance and kind yeah. of, like, kind of is like, like making a movie or something like that. Because I remember oh. um, I saw a thing on, like, the WWE Network about, like, NXT. Like, a lot of the indie wrestlers, they would come in and they would have to do things a certain way. Like, they would have to look, you know, a certain angle and do these different <laughs> things because, you know, WWE, you know, obviously they're televised and, you know, back in the day indies wrestling really wasn't you know so it's, it's definitely different I'm, it's still a goal of mine to like have a wrestler on the show who's been doing it for a while and so i can kind of learn about the transition from when it was like this and now it's like this because anyone who was wrestling like 20 years ago there was no social media and streaming and all that kind of stuff so obviously the business has changed a lot and it's still it's i would love to you know kind of learn about like how they transitioned into that and kind of got used to stuff like that and all it definitely had to be hard to get used to. Like, even I was just like, what, you're just fine. You know, you have to find a camera while you're selling around a ring. Or even um, entrances. Like, I was I was once told, um, and it makes total sense for, like, when you watch um, the pay-per-view as a whole. Because my, my parents, the ones that can't go to, they'll watch um, the pay-per-view. And they're watching it. They're like, you didn't stand long enough. Because I was told to pause for the entrance. And I was like, pause for my, oh, so I like paused, but I felt so awkward because there was like 20 people because of COVID. And I was like, I feel awkward. I'm going to go to the ring now. And then my mom was like, you didn't pause long enough. I was like, what? And then I watched it. I was like, oh, this makes sense now. Exactly. <laughs> the little light bulb went off. That reminds me of my friend like a year ago when she had won the women's title for, um, her the promotion she wrestles for you typically when someone wins a title they kind of stand and pose with it and stuff like she won it and got it and just kind of ran away i was like i didn't get a good picture like you weren't posing or anything like that like you know so there's a lot of things that you know you don't really think especially when you're like really young and you know into the <laughs> kind of getting used to the business and stuff like that or just being in the moment sometimes you just don't kind of think i do the same thing you know i'll do something and i'm like oh man i really wish i would have done this instead of that and kind of you know it's when you rewatch and you're like, oh, I should have done that. Yeah, like you have no idea how many times like I'll kind of like go over one of my episodes that I record. I'm like, I wish I would have worded this a little differently or did this, you know, and it's it, you, <laughs> you kind of start learning. But and then it, it kills me, too. I'm like, damn it. Like I knew I needed to do this. But then just you know, when you get into the moment, you just do forget sometimes. Yep. I'll say I'm horrible at wording things sometimes I'll think of the word and be like I don't know which one I need to use exactly like I will be 100% honest with you I feel like I end my episodes kind of awkwardly and it's like I I know I need to fix it but I just never do and I know I kind of do the same thing I'm getting a little better though but that's like like one of my biggest like pet pieces like ending the episodes a little better it's a weird thing. You gotta like figure out how to say bye without saying yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Makes total sense. I get you. So Sky, um, that wraps up. You know my interview with you. I just have to thank you so much for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. Of course. I'm sorry it's complicated to figure out a day. <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, trust me. Uh, that's you know a normal thing for me. But um, did you want to share any of your social media? Any upcoming? Oh you know merch that you have coming out or matches that you want people to know about well gcw 
on the 16th against Roxy. Um, I'm working on the merch thing. I need to figure out a t-shirt. Um, that's a, that's a complicated mess in and of itself. <laughs> um, I have Instagram and Twitter. I have no idea what the Twitter handle is. Um, well, I'll <laughs> put a, it in the... the okay, computer. thank you. <laughs> I know it's like Sky with a bunch of E's. I have no idea how many. Um, the Instagram is Sky by Delecky. Um, and yeah, the GCW I'm super excited about. I have the Steel Cage match coming up at the end of January. Uh, Mission Pro coming up in February. I'm pretty excited for I it. did see that. I'm really excited about that. I know it's going to be a great opportunity. I might be sponsoring that event. I'm going to look at my financial situation, but oh, I, I sponsored their event back in early November and they put, I will say this, they put you to work, not just the wrestlers, but the people who sponsored it. They're like emailing me, interview this person, interview that person. And I was <laughs> overbooked for that month. And I was, I mean, it was fun, but I was like, holy smokes, I'm, just go, I'm, go, go. I'm paying you to work for me or, you know, or to work yeah. for you basically, you know, <laughs> and, the, and the wrestlers that I interviewed for that um upcoming event, they were telling me how, like, how much they you know, were put to work, you know, with the custom matches and this and that and stuff like that. So, it's like, they really, you know, push you to get your name out there and stuff like that. They, um, but they're they a really cool promotion. I like them. Um, I was supposed to go earlier, but then, like, the whole the whole COVID, like, the first big scare, my family got really nervous about. And they're like, you can't go all the way to Texas. Like, what if you come back with it? They, they thought I would get, like, stuck in Texas or yeah, something. Texas, <laughs> their numbers are pretty high. I was a little surprised, but because I know the weather. <laughs> it is, but I think it's, um, I think it's kind of like a, I think Texas might be a, like a Republican state. And I know Republicans are kind of they, they believe it's like a hoax and they don't believe it. Like when I went to Tennessee earlier in December, nobody mm-hmm. wore masks down there. Like nobody mm-hmm. was wearing these masks. And it was, it was scary. Well, it depends on what side you go to. Um, I went to, what was it? Grimsley? No, Grimsley? Maybe. I went to School Morton and um, SPCW. I have no idea where they are. I know they're on, never, East Side, I think. Yes towards Kentucky. Um, they didn't believe in masks, like, at all. Uh, me and my tag partner went, because we did an uh, intergender tag, and um, we put the mask back on, and somebody even said, they're like, we've never seen somebody wrestle and put a mask back on. I'm like, we're from Chicago. We kind of got to do this. And he's like, but, but this is Tennessee. I'm like, that don't mean nothing, dude. Like, I, I like, can't come back with that. <laughs> I was like, I'm just trying to be careful. Exactly. Like, I just feel like just everyone just needs to put put on the mask, you know, in a few months, hopefully everything's gone. But exactly. the quicker yeah. it'll go back to normal, the better it is for everybody. Yeah. I mean, and I'm someone who wears glasses, like it fogs my glasses up all the time when I work. So if I could do it, anyone could do it. But I mean, who am Still I? Still have to put the mask and the glasses so they don't fog. I saw I on tiktok someone put like a band-aid over the top part and it actually prevents it from fogging i haven't tried it yet because i really don't want to yeah you put it you put it like right over the mask like where the edge is and kind of like on your nose oh so it like kind of closes oh, yeah. Yeah. so I, I saw that like hmm, but i don't i don't want to walk around the band-aid on my face <laughs> that's the thing i'm like i'm at work i'm getting paid who cares you know yeah. But uh, yeah, so make sure you all follow um, Sky on all her social media um, 
platforms. Make sure you check out the upcoming GCW event where she uh, challenges Roxy. Also, Mission Pro next month. Um, also, follow us on you know all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a sub on YouTube. You can check us out at Spotify. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, thank you so much, Scott, for joining us today on No Face. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.